eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. As that big voice told you, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Um, Things are kind of slow as we get forward, looking forward to what's going to happen next for your Cleveland Browns. And when they go to Greenbrier in the longest uh, preseason, I think, uh, in the last 25 years for the Browns, it's not the old two-a-days. It's not Lakeland Community College or Kent State or wherever they would practice. It's just going to be a two-month grind to the regular season with the Hall of Fame and then going to Philadelphia. And there's a lot of things uh, between now and then when it comes to actually playing a game in the NFL. Again, he's Daryl. I'm Andy. And one of those things that happens in the offseason is players have their own personal camps. And Daryl, did you get a certificate today? Because I word on the street is you were feeling your toes on that fine AstroTurf out there on the corner of Cedar and 91 at Gilmore Academy. Uh, Daryl, did you get yourself a participation certificate? Uh, no, and I also did not get blown up by Miles Garrett in the camp either. <laughs> so what, what's the story there? Like, I, he's just having fun with the kids, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny, though. Like, one poor kid literally ran right into him as, you know, he's teaching, like, pass rush moves and, 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 and stuff like that, how to deal with the, the option and what he looks for and and stuff and so they were doing demos with these kids so the first play that he did a demo on he swiped the ball out of the kid's hand for a strip sack fumble recovery touchdown uh the the next play he just blew through another kid bear hugged the 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 quarterback but it was and it's funny though like when you look online all the um all of the clickbait sites, I think I'll call them that. I think that's mm-hmm. a good term to use for them. All the clickbait sites are trying to like make it look like Miles Garrett spent his whole day just beating the crap out of kids. 
And while that is funny to think about, the headline doesn't match the the story. right. Like yeah. it, and again, it's when you say Miles Garrett spent his day beating the crap out of little kids. It's like tongue in cheek. It's laced with sarcasm. Yes. Right. He bear hugged the kids. He picked them up. He had fun with them, but like he wasn't mean and vicious and, you know, competitive about it. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, yeah, fun. yeah. Like, he's you know, hugging the kids, picking them up, you know, giving, right. giving up a bear hug, lifting them up off their feet and laughing with them and high fiving them and stuff like that, you know? So they just, these sites, they want you to click on it and see mile. I, I tweeted a, a video of a, a couple of the plays. Um, you know, I posted some pictures as well, uh, but Is I good, good turnout. How many kids? Have? Yeah, there's a couple hundred kids. Like it, it looked like a couple hundred kids. There was, there was quite a few. Um, and he was there. Look, I've covered those pro camps where like the, the guys, and this is in years past, right? But where like guys would show up for their 30 minutes. Like they would show up, do a couple drills with the kids, smile, give them a speech, come up pictures. Yeah. You know, take some pictures, do a quick little media scrum. And then as soon as the media dispersed, like they would just peace out, they they'd be gone and it would be left to the, the camp staffers to handle the rest of the camp. And that is not how Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett uh, and recent Browns players that have done those camps. That's Baker Mayfield, same way, you know, those guys all hands on with the kids and having fun with them and playing with them and teaching them and stuff like that. So yeah, Mark price is the other guy that does that too. Like Mark is, very hands-on those basketball camps he does like yeah he is the head counselor at that kind of stuff so hopefully that's what you saw today i hope yeah that that is so i i like i said just the the, the clickbait headlines out there about miles garrett destroying kids take them with a grain of salt that's not really what happened but it was funny to watch how fast he moved <laughs> past an eight-year-old <laughs> it was kind of funny um but yeah, he he did he did a great job. Uh, so kudos to Miles. Kudos to uh, the Browns players that do the do do those camps in the offseason. It's a nice little way for them to spend their time. I did think that Miles made a really good point today when we spoke with him. Uh, didn't get to talk a lot of football with him. Uh, he just didn't want to, or what was the deal? Because it sounded he, he like he wanted to, he wanted to spend time with the kids. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I get that. Uh, but he did talk about how kids today how distracted they are by technology and how they're glued to phones and they're glued to gaming consoles and iPads and television screens and stuff like that. And how important it is for kids to get outside, you know, play with your friends, uh, do camps like uh, he hosted today, Um, you know, exercise, things like that, because it is just so easy today. It's so antiseptic today for kids growing up because their faces are all always seem to be glued to screens. I mean, I have nieces and nephews and I, I see that a lot with them. I don't, I don't know how it is in your household, Andy, with, with your kids. I'm sorry. I'm checking my phone right now. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I'm sure it's challenging as a father, you know, keeping your kids. In- well, you're trying to get, grab someone's attention and they're just, their face is buried in their phone. That's the hardest part about the whole thing. 
Yeah, so. I mean, even Bill Belichick has done a, uh, yeah, like, setting time aside. You know, here's 15, 20 minutes uh, of phone time for you guys just to go do what you got to do. Right. So that when we're in the meeting rooms and we're on the practice field or whatever, when we're doing the team stuff, you're not staring at your phone every three seconds, right? Well, you can't get away. From, I mean, I think from an adult perspective, you can't get away from work. You cannot right. get away from work. If you're tied to your phone all the time. And that's just, I, that's just not, I don't think that's the way we're supposed to be. I, I'll admit like, even with me, like I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm on, you know, I'm on vacation this week and I'm still, it's, it's like, uh, it's like an addiction almost because so like last night, I'm just chilling out in, in, watching a movie at home. And I just, it was like, I had this compulsion every five to 10 minutes where I'm reaching for my iPhone to look at stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah, to make sure you're not missing anything because you don't want to fall behind in life and in work. That's what the whole thing is. That's what the phones have tricked us to do to yeah. make you think that you're missing something. That's why you've got to pick up the phone or because I remember like when I first got my my like my first flip phone, it would vibrate in your pocket. And, you know, after a while, when you do it, there are like these phantom vibrations that you would feel in your leg uh, about the phone and your phone wasn't actually ringing. Yeah. Like weird stuff. So um, it, I'm just curious, the kids, when the kids were out there, do they have T-shirts on or were they wearing jerseys? Or Oh, they no, they they were in there. Miles Garrett camp T-shirts was really okay. cool. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was uh, you know, a lot of fun to see Miles with the kids. You can kind of see the kid and Miles come out a little bit. Right. So that's I why I, I bring that up because I was listening to the morning show today uh, with Ken and Anthony, which is also a competing uh podcast which is in in my life i guess and daryl i hope you accept this the same way that their emerging podcast is the direct enemy of this show i don't want to embrace them as friends they're an enemy of our podcast yes or no um yes professionally i guess yes but personally i love them both they're I'm like, just kidding. I'm joking. Like I'm just, I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm, but I'm my point was, this was interesting. They had a phone call this morning. Somebody saying, hey, did you see Mitch Trubisky's camp out in Menor and how none of the kids had Browns jerseys on? And I'm like, well, first of all, Mitch doesn't play for the Browns. No. And second doesn't. of all, if you're from Menor, like I would be wearing a Menor jersey out there or I mean, I'm not I'm, I don't like the Steelers, but, you know, if he was a quarterback of the Steelers and he was in my hometown. I'd wear a Steeler. I'd wear a Trubisky jersey. I like. I, I just thought it was it was really a silly conversation. That's all. Yeah. Um. But no, they they were in the uh. Yeah, they were in uh, in Miles Garrett uh pro camp uh t shirts. That's part of the I think the package of attending those. You get a shirt. You get yeah. to take a picture with him, and uh, in addition to you know having him help coach out there uh, on the field. So and, those, uh, yeah. and, the, and the facilities at Gilmore are outstanding. I mean, yes, they are. Like, and uh, also uh, under construction, boy, they are doing a lot of work on that campus to prepare for the upcoming academic year. Uh, I drove, I drove by a little inside. It's always game day in Cleveland podcast for you here. Okay. Uh, when I was out there, I drove by the room where Andy Baskin has done many a podcast. Oh, you did see it. <laughs> For, did you look in the window? Did I did. I looked, I looked to see if you were there. I went to knock on the window to see if you were there, to see if you wanted was to. Was somebody in the office or no? 
No, there was nobody in the office. Oh, that's good. Cause it's a former hockey player that probably would have come out and dropped his gloves and beat you into the ground. <laughs> probably. No, I think he's on vacation this week. All right. Speaking of fans, I want to talk about some fans. Cause there were some fan lists that came out in particular, calling out you Cleveland Browns fans, calling you out in a good way and in a bad way. It's all straight ahead on it's always game day in Cleveland. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Andy Baskin. I'm Daryl Ryder. Another reminder, mobile sports betting is legal here in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to betql.com or by downloading the BetQL app, Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to betql.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Do we want to do good news or bad news first? You tell me. Good I, I kind of always news? like the. I, I kind of like to end on a good no. So I'd rather just get the bad news first so that I know it only gets better from here. That's just always been my philosophy. Where do you come in on the good news, bad news first? I am also a bad news first person. I need to have my bad news first, and then I try to figure it out. And then I go, that's not so bad. And then it's bad news. Gotcha. So, um, and then I just lost the story here too. So I got it up. Okay, go ahead. Give me the bad news first. And this is from NFL.com. So the punks at NFL.com, speaking of people who should be enemies of the podcast. Enemies of the podcast. um, So they release this article today uh, titled 2023 NFL season, which NFL fan base most deserves a Super Bowl title. And I, okay. I have no issue naming names here. How about you? I don't have a problem. I mean, their name is on it. So, okay. So, um, we had one writer pick the Detroit Lions. Uh, David Carr picked the Dallas Cowboys. And David Carr can get the hell off my lawn because the Dallas Cowboys already have Vince Lombardi trophies in the case. So I have no sympathy for Dallas Cowboy fans. It's kind of like they're sucking up to their own fans, especially for one of the guys coming up. Keep going. Yeah, I, I had no problem with the, De- the the Detroit Lions pick because... I don't have a problem with that either. I'll be honest with you. Like That was who... Pound- Jeffrey uh, Chidea. Yeah, so uh, the Lions are like the Browns, one of four teams that haven't played in a Super Bowl before. Their last title, we talk about the Browns, 1964. Their last title was 1957, and they've only had 12 playoff appearances since then. So I, I have no issue with, the, with the, the Lions pick. I hate the Cowboys pick. Uh, Judy Batista, God lover, uh, sweet, sweet lady. 
Uh, but I hate the fact she picked the New York Jets. I will never, ever, under any circumstances, root for Aaron Rodgers. And in fact, I am uh, somewhat rooting for that to be a complete dumpster fire in New York. I don't know about you. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I, I think the New York Jets being a dumpster fire would be more entertaining than them uh, winning a Super Bowl, right? Right. And the Jets, uh, I guess the Jets have never won. I didn't realize the Jets have never won a Super Bowl, right? Or have they? I don't know. Joe Namath. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Before I was born. In my lifetime, they've never won a Super Bowl. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I can give you that one. That's why That's why I had that brain cramp for a second. I forget. Yeah, Joe Namath. Um, we've got Mark Ross, who picked the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I kind of want to hate that pick but I can't hate the pick. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I can, I, for their fans though. Yeah. This is about the fans. This isn't about the I know, team, right? I know. But again, the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. They've been there. They're like the, they're like the Cleveland Indians slash Cleveland guardians, right? Been to the world series a couple of times, but couldn't get it done. Couldn't close the deal. Daryl, they hate our fans. Yeah. Bengals I, fans hate our fans. I can't be happy with that. Not at all. Jets fans, you're in New York. I've, Dallas fans have no right to like the Lions. I can live with. I don't know why, but I can live with Lions fans. I think that they deserve it, and I'll I'll cut them some slack. But That's Jets, fair. forget about it, man. You're in New York. You got the Yankees there. They've won enough stuff. The Giants have won. I don't care if you're a Giants or a Jets fan or whatever. You're in New York. Cincinnati. I, I just something about Cincinnati. I just I don't know. They're just uh, yeah. Anyone that puts chili on top of spaghetti, I got a problem with. Um. My but, like, I want Joe Burrow to win a Super Bowl. I just don't want he's gonna Bengals have... fans to win a Super Bowl. The right. next one really bums me out, dude. Uh, me the, out. The, the next one, though, I, I the next one I don't have a problem with either. Uh, I, I don't have a problem for the fans, but the guy that wrote it is a super friend of the show, former Kent State guy. They called him the Shooky Cookie. He's Nick Shook. Yeah. And I can't believe he didn't pick Browns fans. I think that Nick felt pressure. To, to not, not pick, pick the, Browns. the Browns. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm going to stick up for him in this case. Okay. Yeah, so he picked the Buffalo Bills. And again, it's hard for me to hate on that. Buffalo, of course, super supportive of Cleveland when the Browns left for Baltimore. Um, super supportive when the team came back. Uh, they're getting a new stadium up there. Again, they're kind of like the Clunidian slash Guardians, right? Been to the Super Bowl a couple times and couldn't win it. I mean, that's that's tough. So I would not hate their fans being able to jump through tables after winning a Super Bowl uh, in a parade. Um, Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, great Google. What a homer call. Like, this is so homery. Uh, like, I have no – I don't – straight homer. Go ahead. Oh, uh, he must be trying to cash some checks in Jacksonville because he picked the Jaguars. And I'm just going to read what he wrote. Jags fans have experienced plenty of ups and downs since 1995, the year the franchise began play, with the team making only two postseason appearances in the last 15 seasons. Stints of postseason glory have been separated by stretches of losing seasons, but optimism is higher than ever heading into 2023. The franchise and fan base finally experienced sweet success last season when Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and company down the Los Angeles Chargers in epic comeback fashion on Super Wild Card Weekend, then narrowly knocked off the Chiefs, and then nearly knocked off the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the divisional round. The Jags and their following are hungrier than ever 
for a title. Oh, man. Wow. I just have to close that tab. Where's Joe Tom? Why didn't Joe Thomas get to do this? I don't know. Why didn't Joe Thomas get to do this? This makes me sad. If Maurice Jones-Drew can pick the Jags, then Nick Shook can pick the Browns, man. Just, I mean, that is just absolutely brutal. brutal. All right, let's go. Let's go to the good news. I'm done. Tired. Go to I'm, some good I'm news. Tired. Yeah, give now, me the good news. This is exciting. Yeah, this is cool. Now he did. This is my guy Mike Freeman from USA Today. Okay. He did a multi-tier. I got. I'm scrolling all the way to the end. So he he did ten tiers of NFL fans. Deserving of a championship. All right. Um, and <laughs> the, the the last team he picked was Kansas City. He goes, the Tomahawk chop landed you in last place. He picked the Giants to only Cowboys fans are bigger front runners. And the Houston Texans, he wrote, has anyone seen a Texans fan outside of their natural habitat? No, me neither. That's wow. Tier nine, that? he went mean green. The Cowboys, Cardinals, and Jets. Tier eight, tomfoolery. The Patriots, Falcons, Chargers, and Vikes. I'm going to scroll up a few tiers here because I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to read his entire column here. Right. Uh, tier two, he put order in the court, and among those, he picked the Ravens, and I and and he called them a smart fan base, and they might be. But I just feel like the Clevelander in me has to strenuously object to that. Would you not do not have to object to the to the Ravens fans being called smart just on principle alone? You know what my problem is with Ravens fans is I remember how jerky their reporters were when they were in Cleveland and they were moving to Baltimore. And like I've never been able to let that go. But I remember being in the locker room, like one of the last games. And it had gone from, you know, just Cleveland media to Cleveland media and Browns media. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, and Baltimore media and locker room. And I remember watching like some of the Baltimore media kind of get into it with, with Cleveland media in the locker room. And I think I remember exactly who it is, but I don't want to say it because I've talked to him plenty of times afterwards. Gotcha. I might actually bring this up next time I talk to him. Okay. I, I'm going to bring this up next just time. Say, do you remember that? You remember what? How big of a D you were? When I don't. I, I'm ninety percent sure it was him. Okay. Um, I just remember him bumping into another reporter from Cleveland, and the Cleveland guy was like, "Obviously, we were all frustrated because the team was moving, right? And obviously, covering the team became ten times harder because you had twice as many media members. Like all the TV and radio and newspaper in Baltimore started covering the, the team Browns." Because, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they had a championship CFL team there. They could have just hung on to and it's been great. But no, and I just remember that. So it, it's, uh, I don't know about their fans. I just don't get it. Yeah. So I don't know how you can, like, I don't know how you could live in Baltimore and be like over 35 and be a Ravens fan, understanding that, you know, the Colts were ripped out of your heart by Indianapolis and that you did that to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he put the Bengals <laughs> in his fifth tier which I, okay. I thought was interesting. Um, and then I'm going to scroll all the way up. He, he, he put the Steelers with Browns fans in tier one. He calls them the deer hunters. And um, they are good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Steelers fans are. Yeah, they are. Um, I hate it. Yeah. I hate so it. he That's put true. the Browns in the Steelers. Um, 
as uh, among the, uh, the the best fans, uh, top tier. Want to read the Browns part of it? Uh, cool. Yeah, sure. Like I said, I just wanted to be careful not to read too much as to I don't want to take away from Mike's work. But here's what he did say about Browns fans. Uh, he said, it's easy to be a fan when you win a lot. Try Amen, Mike. Amen. When you lose all the time. Being a Browns fan is what it must feel like getting a grand jury subpoena, except every week. No fan base is more dedicated. No fan base fights through all the L's with such ferocity. Bravo. On behalf of all those Browns fans out there, thank you for recognizing. Thank you for recognizing there. Mike Freeman, a tip of the cap to you, my friend. So, uh, and again, read his read his piece. Uh, you can get the link on his uh, Twitter account, at Mike Freeman, or on USA Today's website. Give, give it a, he did a great job. He broke down each and every team's fans in the league. I just think it was an absolutely spectacular article. And of course, the only reason we mentioned it, because he showed the Browns fans the love that NFL.com refused to show Browns fans. And now NFL.com, the unofficial enemies of this podcast. Wow. Ouch. It's always game day in Cleveland. We have no enemies. We're just kidding. Um, Let's do this. Let's come back. I want to tell folks about what's coming up here in a couple of weeks because uh, we're going to take a little hiatus. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, there are some fun-filled things coming up on the show in the next few weeks. Obviously, things are a little bit slow right now. And if there is big news, we'll pop in with a podcast at any moment. But uh, you're going to take a little break. I'm going to take a little break as well. And then we're going to regroup with a new look, a new sound, and uh, all kinds of fun things. We'll still be giving away nothing. Uh, we don't have any T-shirts, and we won't have any hats. So if you want in on no hat, no T-shirt, and free air, we are your podcast. <laughs> Our promotional budget is, as I like to say, non-existent. <laughs> we don't have one. But All right, I, so what's I, the scoop? What, what are we so, moving as we move forward here? So here, here's what's going on. Um, excited to announce. This is really, really cool. Big thanks to uh, the folks at 2400 Sports and, and Odyssey Sports. Uh, we are about to hit YouTube. We are going to be doing our podcast on video. Okay. They're they're putting my your face. Do I have to go into makeup? TV. Do I have to do makeup again? I'm not doing. I threw away all my ties, man. I want nothing to do with that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do the suit and tie bit. Okay. I'm good. Pretty. I'm pretty confident we're going to keep it as casual as the podcast has been. 
The difference is you'll get to watch us in addition to listening to us. Um, so you'll get to see where Andy is recording his podcast from. Will it be at a hockey arena near you? Will right. it be from his- My mom's basement. His right. mom's basement. Will it be at his own basement? Will he be doing it from his car? Oh, that's a good one. Parking lot somewhere. So Daryl has a stable studio, although our Sunday shows, I think we're going to be at the um, stadiums. Hopefully we'll be at the stadium. We'll keep our fingers at least at least uh, for Brown's homes, home games. Oh, right. Right. Be, uh, at stadiums. <laughs> um, we'll be at the stadium for that. Um, so we're going to try and turn around a post game podcast for you guys a little faster than maybe we were able to last season. But yeah, it's going to be real exciting um, to be, I guess, joining the video world. Some genius thought it'd be a great idea to put my face on camera. So apologies in advance. Andy's done TV, so he's used to the, the camera thing. Uh, I'm not, uh, and that's okay. Oh, you're fine. You used to be on with me when I was on the ABC TV station in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna be doing some, some video and, uh, we'll have so going to be a little more interactive on social media with some video clips from the show. Yeah. My goal is to, is to be in a different spot every time I do the show. How's that sound? And actually, as I look at Andy right now, he's in our downtown production studio and behind mm -hmm. him. And the, mm -hmm. the poor timing awards, I actually posted a picture of this on my Facebook uh, last week. And by the way, those of you that try and add me on Facebook, I apologize. The reason I don't add you is I keep my Facebook private for family, friends, colleagues, former students of mine. I used to do some teaching uh, way back in the day. Uh, I, I, I just kind of keep my Facebook circle uh, somewhat limited. I don't like to have that in the public domain. If you want stuff in the public domain, you have my Instagram, you have my Twitter. And I just kind of feel like, and I also do have a public Facebook page, uh, but I just, I haven't been on Facebook for like six years. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, you know, for Facebook, Andy, just uh, I'm on enough social media. I'm easy enough to, to stalk and follow and all that kind of stuff that I can, I can keep something, uh, you know, to myself, but actually behind Andy right now, mm -hmm. um, and I'm scrolling through my phone because I took a picture of this the other day. What, the board uh, game that's in here? The board game. It's the Titanic board game where I think the object of is not to hit the iceberg. Oh. Uh, and then there's also a Titanic movie 300-piece puzzle. Oh, yeah. Of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. <laughs> well, I watched the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. The... Um... It happened. Was it? It happened in L.A. It's a Tarantino movie, or it's One Night in Hollywood, or something. God, I can't. Hang on. I got to look it up. This can not, not. <laughs> But uh, of the bad timing awards of things to have in our production studio, probably not a great time to have a Titanic board game and a Titanic movie, three hundred piece puzzle sitting behind Andy Baskin right now. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's what I watched. Came Once out upon a time in Hollywood. Did you see it? Have you seen that movie? It's been a while. It uh, is my favorite. I like Tarantino. I just like that movie is just bizarre. I that it is just bizarre. Um, Brad Pitt's character at the end, though, for the woman that stabs him, I'll just give that yeah. a little bit away. Yeah, uh, is just like over the top hysterical. I like, gotta I tell you, I couldn't stop laughing. My favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performance of all time Wolf is of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, a hundred percent. Him is Jordan Belfort. Just at, first of all, the cast in that movie was just incredible. But Leonardo DiCaprio was just absolutely phenomenal in that movie. Jonah Hill's in that movie. 
Um, but yeah, oh my God, it, it just DiCaprio is just absolutely uh, incredible. And that is my all-time favorite performance of his. Um, um, I, you know what? He great. was, he was, there's a scene in, um, in the Hollywood movie that's, he's really, really good in, and he's an actor being an actor. Yeah. Um, and, and the scene is just like, I, I, I was like, first of all, he had to do a scene in that movie where he was an actor that was forgetting his lines. And yeah. I'm like, man, how hard must that be? Right. If you're yeah. that good of an actor. Um, so I, I thought he was, I, I don't know. I just thought Matthew McConaughey, by the way, awesome cameo in Wolf of Wall Street, phenomenal yep. cameo in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, I became a huge Margot Robel fan uh, because of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And if you've, if you've uh, seen the movie, you know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Ms. Robbie, very, 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 very uh, outstanding performance. <laughs> why am I forgetting the name of the movie he did um, where he plays the Ford, the guy that forges checks? Oh, um, so good you know, to catch me if you can. Yeah, catch me if with, you can. That's it. With Tom Hanks. Yes, he, he played uh, Abig uh, Abignale. The last name. Uh, yes, Abignale is the last name. The guy that basically traveled the country for if on like forged checks is like a a, a fake. Oh, it's awesome. Fake airline employee. He was, yeah, he was great in that movie. Christopher Darryl, I'm Hawkins done. in that movie. Oh, such a good. I'm movie. done. I need vacation. I'm done with. with you need the you need a vacation. Right All right, I have a great vacation. vacation. I'm on vacation too, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you when we're done with our uh, vacations. And uh, if the there's a look, it's always game day in Cleveland. Yeah. If something pops up, though, uh, in the meantime, that is important and newsworthy, we will pop in with uh, an emergency podcast and, and have you covered. But when we come back, when mm. we come back, we will be bigger, better. And uh, I guess handsome Boulder. as ever. Boulder. It's always game day in Cleveland produced by Meredith Kane. Thank you, Meredith. And we will talk to you soon. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.